Welcome to the Bookkeeper's Voice, an informative and entertaining podcast for bookkeepers who love small business. Each week, Amy Hook explores new ideas and shares real-life stories along with inspiring guests from both inside and outside the bookkeeping industry. Every episode will leave you with a fresh perspective along with industry-specific tips and insights to help your business and your clients' businesses thrive. And now, here's Amy. G'day everyone, thank you for joining me again and today I have the lovely Lilette Kalija with me. So Lilette is from All That Counts in Sydney um, and so today we're going to be talking about finding where your value is in the client accountant bookkeeper relationship. Thank you for joining me today Lilette. Hi, how are you, Amy? I am great, thank <laughs> you. Good. How are you? Yep, having I, a good morning. <laughs> I was just going to say uh, good morning, or should I just say nothing to keep it evergreen? So yep. no, it's morning. I <laughs> it always morning. joke about. Sometimes I joke about the, you know the time difference between the podcast and everything. But yes, it is yes. morning. <laughs> it is. I know. I'm on my second cup of coffee. So yep. it's it's great to be here. Um, yes, and I I've met you forward. and I know and I met you for in real life for the first time at Accountech a yes. couple of weeks ago. So it was yes. um absolute privilege to meet you. Yes, thank you. Um, you so too. yeah, so as you said, um I'm from all that counts yep. and I've been operating a bookkeeping business now for 15 years in Sydney. And I and I it's I've seen so many changes in those 15 years. I've even gone from having a full team of you know, up to eight staff, uh, all local as well in Australia, to, to now having a mix where I I have, you know, I'm down to four staff, uh, and all because of all the efficiencies we've managed to bring in. So I have a team in the Philippines and a team here in Australia as well. So the business and the bookkeeping world has evolved so much in that time. And, and I think, yeah, I, I, and I think the next five years will be interesting as well. So definitely. Yeah, definitely. That's great. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I think, I mean, for me, I've been bookkeeping just as long as you, but I haven't been out in the bookkeeping community or, you know, running my own business for that long. So it's, it's great to, you know, to hear um, your perspective on the things that have changed. And also from that perspective, looking at what you're seeing um, in mm. the future and some of the current issues that are happening as well at the moment. And, um, you know, also, I guess, not just issues, but also things that we can encourage other bookkeepers about and yes yeah and yeah. so what I mean one of the reasons I really wanted to get you on the show was because you have a real client focus which I absolutely love you know I mean our listeners will know I'm always banging on every week yeah. about you know <laughs> it's not about you we need to make it about the client we need to make it about the bigger picture you know how many yeah. how many small businesses are there in Australia it's like six million yeah or something yeah. like that oh I have no idea yeah <laughs> So we've got, we've got a lot of small businesses and they're, you know, they're employing a lot of people and they're really, mm -hmm. you know, they contribute so much to our country in terms of, you know, services that they offer, employing people. And, you know, I, I'm always, you know, trying to say, look, yes, we need to look at our own businesses, but let's also, you know, keep the focus on the business owner and remember that, you know, as we're having these little, you know, battles yeah. amongst ourselves or with accountants and things like that, that, that the yeah. client is really at the centre of this. I, and I think if you're, if you've always um, remained client centric, uh, the dollars will follow. But if yeah. you only go after the dollars and, and everything in your mind is about 
the dollars and how can we um, bring other um, sources of, of income and how can we, you know, sell further services to our client, you know, things that clients don't even need. Um, you'll probably find that, you know, small, small businesses are becoming a lot more savvier, more intelligent. Absolutely. They, they see through it all. Like they know what they, well, most of them know what they need. And most of them also know where their weak, um, where their strengths are and their weaknesses. So, and I think as long as, I mean, for me, in 15 years, I have always um, had the client at the forefront. And I think my, my purpose and my passion is still exactly what it was from day one. I mean, it might, you know, things might change and how you go about doing the work changes. Mm-hmm. But if, you're, if you uh, deviate from why you started, um, then you'll probably find that you will come across some, some roadblocks. And, um, and that's where I, I see a lot of, I guess, other bookkeepers or even accountants who are losing clients mm-hmm. um, yeah. every week and they're not able to, to you know, replace them. It's because they're, you know, and I think the real core of why you went into business um, sometimes changes and we all see the dollar signs and yeah and I think you know I was guilty of that a few years ago as well thinking oh this is great you know there's um, clients are coming through the door but as soon as you stop that customer service and that focus um, clients won't tolerate it they don't care how brilliant you know the tech is that you've installed for them <laughs> um, and yeah it comes down yeah. to that customer service so that's something we've always uh, believed in yeah um, and we we run a you know people people say to us oh how can you be available you know five days a week for every client I said well, that's what we sell yeah we, we, oh, we sell that I love it I love we, it we don't you know we, we do value-based pricing and part of that is you have access to us five days a week. Yeah, that's right. And you can't, I mean, you can't do value-based pricing unless you understand the value and you've spotted one thing that is a value there, having that availability for the client, um, giving them that seamless experience, like they feel that they're your only client. That's it. That's it. No no matter how small. I have some clients who say to me, oh, look, we're probably too small for you. And I, but you you give us so much attention. This is like, no client's too small. This (laughs) is your livelihood. This is your life. So if I don't take that seriously, um, yeah, (laughs) what am I doing here? So I love it. Things evolve. I mean, people, you don't know where a connection's going to take you either. You don't. That's so true. That's so true. And, you know, just to kind of contrast, you know, I I guess in a way, I mean, I do want to know where you kind of got this mindset from, how it developed for you. But before I do that, I just want to contrast for a little bit because, you know, we're going to have all sorts of listeners on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I guess what, you know, I want everybody to be able to take away something positive from this. And so for me, I, you know, I guess I want to contrast myself so I totally subscribe to the the way that you're describing it now but for me I haven't always been that way Mm -hmm. I had um, I sunk into a period where I had an extremely bad attitude about my clients and I sort of felt like I don't know I have shared this on another episode where you know when I first started out I was you know I was fine I I, I just charge a hundred bucks an hour because that's what someone told me Mm -hmm. to do and nobody seemed to have a problem with it and I had these clients and I was fairly happy and then I kind of joined these online communities I didn't know they existed and I joined these Facebook groups and I found out all these things that I should be offended about that the clients were doing and so 
what I did was I, I didn't realize that I'd done it, but I absorbed yeah. all of this kind of mindset that you can find in online groups. Yeah. And I actually became somebody that I'm not proud of with my mm. clients. And it, what it turned me into was sort of, it was sort of like a, you know, I'm a registered bass agent and I have this many years experience. And, you know, I sort of felt like that they should, the value that they got out of working with me was the fact that they got to work with me. Yeah. Like you that is cocky. Such, a, <laughs> such a privilege to work with me. It sounds funny admitting this now. Like I would no. not, if someone had confronted me on this at the time, I would have been yeah. so, you know, defensive and all that kind of thing. But for me, the way that I changed my mindset was when I, the shoe came on the other foot, I closed yeah. my bookkeeping business and I started running what I what I now what is now known as Savvy. It yeah. had a different name back then, but so we did. Um, you know, I was doing websites and a whole bunch of different services that weren't bookkeeping, and mm -hmm. I had to hire my own bookkeeper. Oh no! And I went through the experience <laughs> of looking for a bookkeeper. I went through a, a, quite a number of bookkeepers. I didn't have a good experience. You know, even just looking online and trying yeah. to see who else is out there and how to compare. And for me, because I'm in a funny position, because I'm in the industry, I sort of was like, how am I going to navigate this? Because obviously I want confidentiality in my business. Yeah. So I was looking outside of my network to see if I could find a bookkeeper who didn't know me. And yeah. it just the experience I had, it made me realize how I'd made my clients feel. Wow. from so many different angles and I realized like I just had a massive heart change and I thought oh my gosh I've made this all about me I've yeah. made it about making the client you know feel that they can't survive without me like sort of like a fear approach and yeah. you know using a lot of jargon on them to try and make them feel like I, I'll admit this I actually like purposely made my clients feel stupid because you know, letting them know, like by using jargon, make yeah. them feel a bit stupid that yeah. they need to rely on me because I'm so smart. And I, you I know, think you're I'm only just, human. I think that's it. Yeah. I, I think the fact that you went through that and were able to come out on the other side. Yeah. And how does that position you now to to be oh that gosh. coach so and mentor different. to other bookkeepers? It's so different. You know, the approach I take now is, I you know, I mentioned to the client, I'm a business owner just like you, mm. and I've been through you know, I've been through all those stages. And yeah. so when we're working together, you know, that, I mean, for me, that's the value that I bring that I've been yeah. in those, you know, see different seasons and levels of growth. And I, and I've been through, you know, working with bookkeepers and, you know, so I, I like, I, I kind of know, for example, like not to give them too much of a hard time, you know yeah. what I mean? Like let them kind of get on with it without trying to sort of always put myself in, yeah. into yeah. their attention, just kind of be in the background, mm -hmm. do my job in the background and not really have to kind of, you know, yeah. um, what you've just and be okay up. with that. Yeah. And what you've just summed up then, Amy, is, is really that bookkeepers today, hmm. it's not just good enough to have the technical no, experience. Not anymore. You have to have that, that empathy, that people skill, the word. you know, they, they talk yeah. about soft skills, but yeah, I, I think <laughs> it's just, you know, I think it's just human really skills, being, human <laughs> skills, being yeah. client facing, like yeah. gone are those days where um, even if you had a team of bookkeepers working for you, or if you were that kind of bookkeeper mm. who just wanted to do data you know, processing and only deal with the client when it came to, here you go, sign your base. Those days are gone. If you're not client facing with your client and if you're not giving them some real insights into their business. Now, there's two different insights and advisory are two different things. Yeah. And bookkeepers are placed to give insights. 
Okay. Yeah. Now, not every bookkeeper is at that advisory level. No. Um, and, you know, it depends on your background, where you've come from. So my background's different. I've come from corporate. Mm-hmm. I've worked as a financial controller, business analyst. So my management account business insights is quite up there when it comes to working with small business. Uh, can I do CFO and advisory and that kind of stuff? Um, I don't think I can, honestly, because... I've never been a true CFO, so, um, but I can certainly be an advisor and a management accountant. And I think we need to know where our value is with small business. That's right. Um, and, and it's going and to be different for different, different bookkeepers, oh, it's depending be... on their background and their skill set, their Correct. time in business. So many Correct. Correct. So yeah. the, the days where you would go and do your cert form, become a registered BAS agent, get your experience, tick all the boxes in the technical, you know, yes, you've done this, you've done doesn't make you the bookkeeper of tomorrow. No. Yeah. So unless you're going to invest in yourself more um, and, and work on those other, you know, human skills that gets you in front of the client and gets, you know, differentiates you from the other bookkeeper. Um, and yet, look, price will always come down to it as well. Let's yeah. not, I won't, I won't discount it. I've lost clients where we've given even the best human element services and we've, you know, we've done the right thing. Mm. But when it comes down to it, if someone else is quoting half the price, well, then, right. you know, and yeah, that, there, that is a, there is a tendency to believe that a client you know, um, and I've, you know, I've been guilty of believing this myself, but, uh, you know, a client leaving just because the price is cheaper, that somehow there's something wrong with that. But I now know as a business owner, sometimes like getting a good price is a smart business owner. If you can get a good price, but still receive the same level of service. And, you know, also some clients don't really want, so, I mean, you'll have clients who will say, like, they don't even want to speak to you. Yeah. They just want it done. They want it, they want everything accurate. They want it done by a certain time. So perhaps they can get a VCFO or they can get another person in their business mm-hmm. to use the reports. But they yeah. might say, I don't care, you know, what you do um, in the background, just, you know, get you get your bit done. And then you have the others who want that kind of, you know, availability, conversation, oh. brainstorming. Oh, um, they want that hand-holding. hand-holding. Yeah, sometimes the smaller the client, the more questions they ask. Absolutely. So, you know, there's also something I've been seeing a lot lately about, you know, master your finances, master your SEO, master this, you know, do. And I kind of figure, you know, it's not about mastering. You know, if you don't do the studies and you don't have the years of experience, no matter what you do, you can come to my six hour or six week program. Mm-hmm. You're never going to master anything because it's not your profession. Yes. So, and I think we need to also, it's not about mastering. It's about mm-hmm. understanding so what I do with my clients is this is what I do for you. This is how we do it. We take them through so they can at least, so it's about appreciation, not so much mastering your finances. Mm. It's about finance appreciation. Appreciate what your bookkeeper does. Appreciate what your accountant does. Mm. Appreciate what everyone does and, and you know, where the value is as well. So, yeah, yeah so that's something I'm, I'm seeing a lot of lately is, you know, all these mastering your your finances and yeah. it's kind of like, how can how can you really master your finances in six weeks <laughs> as a business owner who's 
It could oh be a gosh. training. Like you, you can't. Nor <laughs> do you want mastering to. finances is probably a lifelong journey. I would say it's such a complex well, area. It is. It's like you know. Can I go do master my own plumbing? You know, in six weeks, <laughs> master your plumbing. <laughs> you know, even SEO, master your SEO. Oh really, yeah. no thanks. I'd, I'd like to have an appreciation of it. Yeah but I'd rather pay for someone to do that. That's right. You can understand the kind of fundamentals that would help you to, correct. you know, provide the correct information to yeah. the bookkeeper, for example, make sure that things are in order so that it's not kind of chaotic. But um, And that's the where the appreciation comes in. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'd probably go off on a tangent. <laughs> oh my gosh, seriously. So <laughs> I could talk to you for ages about this. So, um, okay, cool. So before we kind of dive a bit more deeply into yeah. the specific topic about bookkeeper accountants and clients and the, you know, the, the dynamics there, mm -hmm. I just, I guess I'm just, I, I really want to know, like, where did you get your passion for small business? Where did it come from? How did it evolve? Oh, okay. Um, well, my father was a small business owner. Yep. So he uh, ran a carpentry business and, and then my, my brothers went out into their own businesses as well. And it just seemed to be that, yeah, none of my family members actually ever worked for anyone. They went and set up their own businesses. So being the youngest of five kids, I, I got to see um, the, you know, everything that comes with small business, you know, even a GFC. And I, I kind of, um, yeah, and I think I just had this passion that I just wanted to make things right. You know, my dad got very sick at a, he had a, had a stroke when he was 50, in his early 50s, died at 57 from a heart attack. So, and it was all the pressures of work. So, and I think for me, it was a real personal, although it was a real personal journey and I didn't realise that until after I, did the whole corporate, you know, using corporate, then went to a small business. And then I decided after that that I wanted to take all my corporate years of learning and pass that on to small business because I didn't want to happen what happened to my father mm. to happen to anyone else. And, and yes, he was a tradie. And ironically, I don't work a lot in the tradie space. I mean, we have yeah. clients that are tradies. Um, but to me, any small business person who goes out there and puts their, you know, their, their life on the line, you know, their finances, their house, their family, and I just wanted to, to make that better for them. And I wanted to give every small business a financial controller, mm -hmm. which was why. So when I started 15 years ago, um, I never, I, even the term bookkeeper, because I was never a bookkeeper, I was an accountant in the commercial world. I'm not a chartered accountant. I've never worked in public practice. So it was like, well, can't call myself an accountant when you go out on your own because that's someone who does tax. Yeah. So that's how I fell into the bookkeeping space. But yet I was always providing that management, that high level um, service. So my clients weren't micro. They were always, you know, big type clients. And, and they loved it. They were just like, wow, we're getting all these insights from you where our previous bookkeeper was only doing processing work. Um, so for me, the processing was just something that had to be done. But where I got excited was um, at the end of each month, sitting down with them, going through their numbers. Uh, and back then, you know, Excel was a big thing as well. So building <laughs> out, you know, macros and building out all these great tools 
that we could do all these what if scenarios and what if you did this and what if you did that and this was even before we had all these you know apps like fathom and spotlight and futurally you know but we would do i was doing this stuff with them and it was um it was a game changer for for me when i could see what i could add to small business so and that's when yeah we just we, we grew and um, hired more people to take on the smaller clients so then I could focus on the high end. Um, but as the years have evolved, it's you get to a stage where you go, well, you know, the high end requires a lot of capacity. So let's do the high end using the tools and the tech. And, and so that's why we were early adapters of cloud technology as well. So, um yeah, but that's where my passion is. And that's why it's still like, even till this day, if when things, and like you were saying, you know, you get really shirty with clients, you get mm. shitty with them. <laughs> um, God knows, I, I, you know, I've sacked clients because I won't tolerate rudeness. Um, you know, you'll tolerate it once or twice, but then if it's just like a habit and they, they think they can get away with it, well, you know, I surprise them when I tell them that, you know, I've terminated my services. So I did that. I started doing that about three years ago, mm. terminating clients, because yeah. I never went in, you know, I went in this to help business. And if businesses can't see that and they want to have a go at their bookkeeper, the one who's, you know, there for them by their side all the time, then I had no issues. I slept at night knowing that I have no more, can I say this, no more dickheads as clients. Mm. And... <laughs> And you, yeah. you can unbit that out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and I, and I think bookkeepers need to back themselves and bookkeepers need to be able to go, right, I came into this business to, to do, you know, to do whatever, you know, whatever your reason was. Look, I don't know if there's a lot of bookkeepers still in the industry who came into it because they were doing the books of their husband or their you know, friends and they thought, oh, this is a great way to make a living out of it. Um, if they haven't upskilled, then I, I don't know if they're still in the industry. I mean, love to hear if they are mm, and how it's yep. going for them because that would be interesting um, to see. Yeah, it would be interesting to see what the numbers are made up of now, like with bookkeepers, because I know we've even got people who are leaving the public practice and starting out their own bookkeeping businesses. Mm, and, yeah. you know, do they make the best bookkeepers? No, not necessarily because they have no real life commercial experience with working in the SME space. I once, I remember, I had a client who asked me to recruit them a bookkeeper because uh, they got too busy and they needed a full-time one. So anyway, they recruited a one who was a CPA and he was first week on the job and he goes, oh, why can't this company afford to pay their bills? I'm like, what do you mean? They go, well, this isn't good. They need to be paying all their bills. I go, welcome to small oh, business. Oh, gosh, yeah. This isn't, <laughs> I mean, you've come from Chartered and you've clearly dealt with big clients. Idealistic. Who, yeah. <laughs> I said, you need to change the way you think and whatever you learned in the hmm. Chartered world, what it's like to work with business owners. I was like, you need to, you know, reset and, and think again because this is what it's like in the real world you need to juggle that cash flow for that client you are the one who needs to tell them what can be paid and what can't be paid and, and it was like I don't know if he lasted because I don't <laughs> think it's what they've signed up for yeah. but that's what I see a lot of the times um, it is very know. easy to do that to kind of get an idea 
I remember when I first started out, because I came from a tax background working in a public practice. I'm not a CPA or anything like that, but I I have a business degree and I I, I was heading towards doing my CA, but I I decided not to because I started doing bookkeeping within the practice. They started an in-house bookkeeping. I ended up being the manager of that. And I just fell in love with bookkeeping. I was like, I loved getting out of the office, being in the client offices, um, getting to meet all these different people. And I just felt like I was providing you know, much more than what I felt like I was doing when I was just doing tax returns. And, um, yeah, so. That's why people are doing it. And I, and I think, you know, those that do. I was like, this is the life. I just, at that point I was like, I don't even, I'm not even going to finish my degree at that point. I was like, don't tell the accountants that bookkeeping is more fun. It's better money. It's more flexible. I could work from home. It was less stress. I think it was less stressful stressful before we had cloud. I honestly think bookkeeping was less stressful before we had cloud on the cloud yeah interesting um, <laughs> yes was. that's right well the expectations weren't as full-on it no. wasn't expected that you could do it yesterday and I've said yes. this a couple of times on you know other episodes that the, the software companies really promise things that are not actually true and so yeah. I find that you know every tagline of the software companies is something along the lines of you know how easy bookkeeping is and you can basically do everything yourself and so yeah. I think there has been a shift there in you know, yeah, what yeah. Clients but, think they can and can't do, or what they think we can and how quickly we can get it done, and that kind of thing. So yeah, and look, it comes down to um, how the client values us yes. and what they see, and you know, where like where the accountant fits in, where a bookkeeper fits in. Mm. Um, you know, because as accountants and bookkeepers, we all know where each other's value is. You know, we, we know that, you know, a, a good accountant is worth its weight of gold, like Absolutely. You know, for, yeah. for, for any client. And a good bookkeeper is, is just as, is, is, you know, should be just as valued if the client needs it. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. the, I guess that's the, um, that's the key message here, if the client needs it, because not every client needs a bookkeeper. I, some clients can get their bookkeeping, their tax, they're compliant, you know, their compliance stuff and, you know, their basic financials done by the accountant if they're, that, if they're small enough and the accountant's got capacity. Yeah, yeah. So understanding where we fit in with the SME market is, is really important to guarantee where our future is. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And I guess we've kind of covered a few topics, you know, here already, but I just love <laughs> Like, I love your hearing your backstory, you know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, a lot of our, obviously we give lots of tips and ideas and we talk about relevant topics and things, but I think what, you know, what our listeners love to hear as well is like about real people. And, you know, yeah. um, one of the biggest comments I get is from bookkeepers is I feel like you keep me company while I'm working. And the oh. other comment is that they feel that when, you know, especially when I have a guest on, they feel like they're just sitting in a conversation with a couple of friends and they're talking about something that they just really love to talk about, like topics that they're really interested oh, in. Oh, that's so nice. And Because yeah, it gets lonely. It does. It, it gets really, really does. lonely. And you know, right. even though people, you know, a lot of people think I've got my, you know, my, my stuff, my shit together or whatever. Yeah. I'm just as sometimes all over the place as anyone else. (laughs) There there are days where I just want to throw it all in as well because it's it's like, oh, it's it's getting harder and you're not alone. Like, Mm. you know, when, but I I feel that I've 
you know, when I lose a client now, I don't take it personally. Mm. I, I look at it as, okay, you know, this happened for a reason and let's move on. If it was something we did wrong, let's learn from it and let's not make that same mistake again. Yeah. Um, but when you lose a client um, for no reason at all, Mm-hmm. That just, that does, that can kind of like um, hover over you for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really important that you don't get you know, depressed about it. Yeah. Um, talk to someone. So your, your community is, is, is great for that thing because people can feel isolated. Um, you know, even though I've got staff, they're not always around me. Um, it's, and that's, that's my choice though. So it's a business by design that I've decided that, I no longer wanted to have a, you know, a full-blown commercial office. I wanted to have flexibility. I wanted to do things, other things that I wanted to do. And I like the idea that I can have, you know, the day-to-day stuff being done by my my team in the Philippines, the high-end stuff being done here. So I'm still, you know, I'm I'm still, I guess, um, you know, keep, you know, keeping the Australian economy going. I would never, you know, completely go 100% overseas. But I think it would be remiss of me not to read, you know, the writing on the wall and and to know that, you know, SMEs don't want to be paying top dollar. They don't. They don't. Well, and I've I've mentioned this in other episodes, like because business owners are more savvy and there's so much access to online platforms, a lot of business owners are just, they're just going directly you know, by Upwork or different platforms. They're just hiring they their are. own Philippine staff. They, and, they are. And, you know, I feel that, you know, at least when you put yourself in the position where, you know, where you're managing that team overseas, you're still giving that that local value, which, you know, really is a thing, you know, understanding what the names of, something as simple as understanding the names of local suppliers. Yeah. And yeah. knowing, oh, you can see the name and I know what that is because they're local suppliers and yeah. just little things like that, yeah. you, you know, yeah. there's still that value there. But business but that, owners, you know, that yeah. they're smart enough to recruit their own overseas team. They just don't have time to do they're, it they're and they don't enough. have time to manage it. So they're smart enough to recruit, but they're not smart enough to know if the accounts don't look right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, and I think it, you'll always need, uh, yeah, it would be, I don't encourage business owners to go direct. I think no. you do need to have a, a in, you know, a bookkeeping firm as an intermediary or an accounting firm yeah. that can check the quality of the work. Yes. Um, whilst they can get 80% of it done, it's that 20% mm-hmm. where, I mean, I spend all my time as quarter just reviewing and checking yeah. work. Yeah. Um, so, and the, the, the more experience they get, the less errors I find. Yeah. Um, but it's no different to having staff here. So yeah, you've still got a quality control that you need to do. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay, great. So yeah, it's great. I mean, it's lovely hearing your backstory and hearing where your passion comes from. And then, you know, also to just hear, hear the realness behind the story, because mm. obviously, you know, we all know each other from social media and, you know, it, it's very easy to kind of get, you know, you just get the surface level um, impression of, you know, yeah. how, you know, you think, <laughs> man, you know, this person looks like they have it all together um, and that kind of thing. So it's good to hear. So your um, audience got a scoop, a scoop that scoop, they don't have yeah. it all together. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And so, um, you know, yeah. So I guess now we can start to kind of get, get into our topic and, um, you know, a little bit more. So we're talking about, um, you know, obviously, I mean, um, 
another thing that I've heard you say, which I also really love and, you know, identify with is, um, you know, wanting to have a healthy, productive relationship with accountants, mm. given the fact that there are issues there. It's not denying the fact mm. that there are issues between accountants and bookkeepers, and we'll talk a bit, little bit more about mm. them in a minute. But also, you know, the fact that you're looking forward to the future for the best interest of the client mm. and able to go, okay, we have our differences, but it's not about us. Yeah. It's about the client and, you know, let's see how we can make these accountant bookkeeper relationships work. Uh, better and you know I really love that also because of the fact that I've come from a quite an anti-accountant background <laughs> because I, you know I worked in an accounting firm for 12 years you get to see everything yeah. and you know for me getting over that mindset has been mm. it has been a hurdle but you have to the, the only way to do it is to keep that focus on the client and then you yeah. can go okay this accountant's doing this or these ones are doing this and you know not take it personally but kind of keep moving forward correct and that is the key you know not to take it personally and, and some days it's it's easier than others and it depends on how uh, the accountant has approached things but for, for me and I think before we started um, rec you know recording I, I mentioned to you that I probably have a different outlook because when I started 15 years ago um, I did a lot of my learnings and I'm so grateful for the accountants who took the time to show me things where, but what, it, but it was me showing an issue because I wanted to do more. I wanted to be able to, but the only reason I wanted to do more was to be able to give my clients a set of accounts every month that was 95% accurate. I didn't want to, I didn't want the client to wait for the end of financial year for the accountant to run depreciation, for the accountant to make adjustments to any high purchases or chateau mortgages, or to make any adjustments to disposals, um, or to make any adjustments to inventory. I wanted a complete set of management accounts for my clients. So I worked with the accountants to make sure, right, can I can you, you know, explain to me why you did these adjustments at the end of the year? Can you give me the HP leases? Can you give me your work papers as to how you did this for end of the year so we could do this monthly for the client? And it was great. We worked together. Clients had, you know, accurate uh, management accounts. And some of my clients who ran trusts, I was able to even do their trust distribution throughout the month so all the profits were distributed. So all these things I learned from asking questions with the accountant. Now, that was 15 years ago. Yeah. Fast forward to now, I, from what I'm reading on the social platforms, bookkeepers can't even get year-end journals from their accountants. Yes, that is a big so, one, the journal. So, yeah. yeah. So, have the bookkeepers changed? No, but I think I accountants know. have kind of, are starting to hold this information closer to their chest and not wanting to disclose it. So, and that's what I've noticed. Now, I don't ask accountants for anything else because I know my stuff, I did all my learning 15 years ago. And that's probably why some of us who are more advanced in our career, because we had those amazing accountants mm -hmm. support our journey and encourage us to be the best, because the more we did for their client, mm. the better they looked. Yeah, so, I, and, I, and I the, totally agree with that. And the more money they made, because they could still charge their premium pricing. Yeah. And, you know, but everything was done for them. So that was how I evolved. 
today's world is a little bit different and I would hate to be a bookkeeper starting out who doesn't know how to do these things and doesn't have an account that they can go to. So mm. I think it's really important to leverage off a really good relationship. Even if you have to pay them for some mentoring or coaching, yeah. uh, if you want to take your bookkeeping career to the next level. Now, if you don't, that's fine. Um, and, but there's nothing wrong with accountants wanting to do it all either. Because mm. as a, and if I look what, at them as a business, they're a business yeah, as well. That's right. That's right. So well, that's tax, right. And that's where the, the, that's where the power struggle comes yeah, in, isn't it? Tax work is seasonal. Bookkeeping's mm. all year round. All year round. So yeah. it's an improved cash flow model for them. But where I do get really, I guess, annoyed is that if they're only doing it, like I said, if you're only doing it and chasing the money, then that's not right. If you're doing it because you feel as an accountant, you can provide a better bookkeeping service than an independent bookkeeper, then go for it because they're not our ideal client anyway. Um, so I think there's a place for all of us, but I think what's really, really important, and I can't emphasize this enough, is that the clients need to understand where, you know, who is responsible for what and where the value is. By having a bookkeeper, independent bookkeeper, or having an accountant who either is doing the bookkeeping or has an internal bookkeeping team, whatever it may be. Um, because some clients, their accountant, like some of our clients, their accountants are too small to do the bookkeeping. So we do it. Some of our clients' accountants are too big. They don't, they're not interested in bookkeeping. So we do the bookkeeping. But it's more about, but it's also more than bookkeeping. We find we get a lot of the referrals because there's a lot of setups to be done, there's a lot of integrations, there's a lot of mapping. And accountants aren't in that space. Not all of them. So, but the ones that are, then that's great. Let, let them do their thing, you know, let them do their accounting and their bookkeeping. But there's also going to be accountants that don't do that. So we all have a space in the SME market. We just need to figure out where our space is and is our space adding value to the client? Because if it's not, and again, I have probably also transitioned several clients over to their accountants purely because it was just a cash coding type of client for us, you know, receipt banking, cash, you know, code off the, the bank rules or the bank feeds. It was really simple. Um, I couldn't justify charging our fees whilst the accountant was also justifying, you know. So we kind of said, you know what, your accountant can do this bookkeeping for you. And we made that call because we know it's not our market. Yeah. So for us, we feel that our the bookkeeping market is for those who have staff who need payroll done, mm. who have accounts payable, need their bills managed and, you know, all that stuff or have receivables, need debtors, um, you know, need journals done for accrual and prepayments, those, those type of things. But payroll's a big thing as well. Payroll, so, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, and also integration. So if you need to take client, you know, if a client needs to re-engineer their whole processes, that's something else bookkeepers are really good at. Mm. You know, being able to, to visualise how things work from start to finish and putting those processes in place and understanding what that data flow looks like. 
um, yeah. we tend to take our time with that as well and we add value in that. So, mm. um, again, understanding what the client needs and what the client values is, you know, and once you know that, you know, you, you probably, I'm not going to say you'll never lose a client, but you've got a very good chance of keeping them for a long time. Yeah. Before, you know. Yeah. Um, and what I'm hearing in what you just said, I mean, the thing that really stood out to me was it actually takes humility to be able to say, hey, like, I actually think that it's going to be better in this situation for yeah. the client to go to the accountant to yeah. do all of this and to give up that, that stream of income for yourself. Yeah. Like, to me, that's a big step. And, you know, I oh, think, I mean... Financially, it was a, you know, financially, it was a big hole for me as well. Mm. Even second clients who... Um, just I didn't like anymore because they were rude. And it was a massive oh black hole. I, yes. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'll be honest, I went backwards financially, mm -hmm. but I was happier. I was so, I was I, happier. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It was like the elephant, you know, the monkey on my shoulder was, was gone. <laughs> yeah. uh, I had a different kind of monkey, but it was okay. It was, I was in control of it. Yeah. And, but again, it takes, it was a very bold, um, bold move on my part would I say that would I encourage everyone to do that um you know probably not but unless you know if but if your mental health is affected absolutely yeah you've got to right. do it you've got it. and for me it was about my mental health and I had to I had to do it um so yeah it's you need to be willing to make some bold um decisions well, that's right. And also, I mean, it comes down to, I mean, it's a bit of a, uh, I guess, a bit of a trust thing. I, I, I remember, I feel like over the years, I've been, I've had these situations where the client that I've had to move on, it's almost like the dollar amount has gotten bigger and bigger. And I've had to go and I've been tested in these moments where I'm like, yeah. am I going to actually, you know, hang on to this income thinking, you know, yeah, and, and, and making yeah. that move and moving that client on, even when it's big clients, you know, yeah. you're making, you're actually creating a, a new space for a different client, a better client to come in, that, you know, the income will be replaced. It's just, it does. You know, yeah. yeah, and it was replaced. Uh, it was replaced with nicer clients. That's um, good. And, you've, <laughs> and you've, that. you've just got to believe, you've got to believe in that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but it doesn't look it. It could have gone the other way as well. So Absolutely. it's not, it was just me. And I think that I, I think a lot of it just comes from being in the industry for so long. Mm -hmm. You kind of get to a point where you go, I can't take this crap anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And so, you know, I mean, obviously you only need to look, you know, you don't have to look very far, especially on social media to see battles going on between mm. bookkeepers and accountants and yeah. you know, to see yes. people getting well I think I mean it, it it's not just um I don't know I guess when you kind of peel it back and you think about the fact that you know they're everyone in these debates are actually humans with feelings yeah. and, and that kind of thing and how stressful it can actually be like I know I've been in situations where you know an accountant yeah. has done something and it's like affected me emotionally yeah. and to be able to kind of, yeah. And so you look out there and you can see these debates going on and they can get pretty fiery. They do. Um, but um, it's, it's interesting though. What I've, what I've come to realize is um, not all accountants, I, I wouldn't, you know, tarnish all accountants in that same no. way. 
but it does happen in, in firms. Like you do see it. Like yeah. there, there was one firm where every accountant we worked with, you know, did the dodgy on us, every single yeah. one. So it was kind of like, well, that came from the top. That doesn't just happen. So it's a cultural. It's a cultural thing. thing. Mm-hmm. So I think you, you'll find that some, you know, some, some accounting firms, it's just what's breeded in them from the mm-hmm. top. So you'll never win with these people, no, no matter what. So yeah. we now, we actually, actually, we had this accountant refer us work and I refused. I said, sorry, we're not working with you guys anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been through three clients with you. We've invested a lot of time. We've done all the setup. We've got it to a point where it's really easy for you guys to take over and you actually take it over from us. Yeah. Yeah. So we put our foot, well, I put my foot down. I said, no, we will not work with you anymore. Um, so you need to understand you know I guess as well like where are your leads where are your referrals coming from yes absolutely Uh, yeah yeah. and I was actually thinking that I always say I always say to bookkeepers like if you get one bad client who gives you a hard time it's going to really steal from you in so many ways you and your team Mm. but if you hook up with a bad accountant you are going to get because what I find is that accountants if they're a certain way, they'll attract a certain type of client and I'll yeah. find you'll get a stream of these bad clients filtering into your business. So you've got to be really you careful who you partner with. On. You yeah. are spot on. Yes, yeah. accountants yeah. do attract certain types of clients. Yes, absolutely. I've noticed that as well. That's really... That's a, I knew that from years ago when I was insight. working in the accounting practice that I was yeah. working in. What happened was... It, so um, the accountant got together with a bookkeeper and they created it was under a new name so it wasn't yeah. the same name they cre- sort of created this new brand within the business and i remember you know years down the track when the two of them they split they had a falling out and they mm-hmm. went their own ways and i used to take clients the both of them used to refer me clients yeah. and i noticed the difference in the quality of the clients that came from one to the other oh. and i and, and from then it really struck out to me and i would have been you know this was like more than 10 years ago kind of thing yeah. it's really stuck in my mind mm. that you know that there was there was a <laughs> the, the, these clients were filtering in I thought hang on a second all the clients that come from that accountant seem to be a problem yeah. for me so I it's actually cut that cut the accountant out yeah. of yeah. the picture and then you don't have to have these clients anymore and so you know for yeah. me, being really selective in the accountants that I'll work with obviously yeah. you can't completely avoid it because you're going to have clients clients come to you and you have to work with their accountant. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but that's the key. I mean, we want to work with their account. We want to work with them yeah. because if we can work with them and, and be seen that we're all on the same page and yeah. we're, we're all client centric and we're yes. all, you know, there's no overlap. Yep. You know, we don't want the accountants fixing any of our errors. So we want them yes, to tell us right. if we're making an error, let us know. That's, I mean, yeah. we're not, you know, we're not trying to take any work away from you, but what we're trying to do is give the clients accurate financials on a month-to-month basis. Yeah. We don't want to be giving them false figures, you know, if we've done something wrong. So, yeah, we, we want accountants to work with us more, uh, particularly yeah. if they don't have the resources mm-hmm. and we, the client has to wait for year-end to have all those year-end adjustments done. Well, yeah. that's not on. In today's world, that should not be happening with any small business. Absolutely. They should not wait for, you know, 12 months to see their results. That's yeah. too little, too Too late. dangerous. It's too risky. dangerous. Yeah. Like, um, you know, it's, again, like when we do baths, you know, bookkeepers, what, I mean, what we do, we look at the p we look at the results 
and we'll email the client. I had one client who is, he was losing money the last six months. Mm. And this one, I just said to him, look, your reserves are going to run out because you've made huge profits from the previous financial years. What's going on? Mm. We need to address it. Now, do you think the accountant has logged in and done that? Mm, No. No. But the accountant is selling advisory services. That's where I get annoyed. It's not that the accountant shouldn't do it or can't do it, but they say they're going to do it and they'll charge it, but they don't do it. So, and And then they get upset with us because we're doing something that they shouldn't do. Yeah, that's right. And this is this exactly comes down to, you know, really what we said that this episode was going to be about. It's about mm. understanding the roles and the boundaries. Yeah. And I think what you've hit there is this is where the conflict actually arises when the yeah. bookkeeper sees something. Like when they see an accountant charging for a service that they're not delivering and then the bookkeeper's the one delivering it and then sometimes feeling bad even to charge the client for it because they know yeah. that they're going above and beyond. So well, there's this. I, we go because it's a fixed price. Yep. Um, if I, it was over and it was beyond, but because mm. again, I always put the client first. Mm-hmm. I didn't care about the dollars. I didn't care about charging extra. I wanted to see the client succeed. Yeah. And I figured if the client succeeds, I succeed because I keep him longer and he doesn't close his doors. Right or wrong, probably not the best business decision as a business mm-hmm. owner mm-hmm. um but unfortunately i still go back to why i do what i do and it's because i love it i love it but i was thinking the word that came to my mind is even though you take a cut financially in that situation yeah. you walk away with your integrity intact i do I and you walk, yeah and you walk away knowing that you oh i just love that like when you said that i just I thought you know i just thought i'm just going to focus on the client here and i just thought oh my gosh i want to give you a hug right now like, <laughs> <laughs> i just thought like yeah i love it i absolutely love it and you know yeah. i think yeah and this but on the flip side this is how some bookkeepers we get ourselves into a bit of trouble here in that yeah. you know sometimes we go too far in you know working yeah. for the client um not charging, not being too scared to have the conversation and that kind of thing. So I guess we can probably talk a little bit about, um, you know, obviously we've, you know, we've talked a bit about how there is an overlap and the overlap can be, I guess it can be the accountant wanting to offer the service and the bookkeeper wanting to offer the service and working out who should actually offer it. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. um, I'm just thinking of a specific example. One of my clients, their accountant does their BAS and I Mm -hmm. think to myself, we could do their bus mm. way cheaper, but yeah. but then I think to myself, hang on a second, this client and accountant have been in a relationship with each other a lot longer than I've been on the scene. And yes. so for me, I go, do you know what? I, yeah. Like for now, let's you just res- leave You it. respect it. You walk, you, you respect know, you, that. You respect That's it. Right. And we do, we have clients who say, look, no, I want my accountant to oversee it. Um, the bass we go yeah that, that's yeah. fine um you know our price isn't any cheaper <laughs> that's right <laughs> because honestly and then, then it's yeah. their call then it's the client's it's, call it's, it's their call and the client knows it's not cheaper um but they and the reason why they do it and because some accountants are quite creative and i've seen it they'll just flip some figures i mean it's all within the law but they just change things yeah. uh whereas as bass agents we're probably not it's not within our scope of services yes. to do that. Yeah. I had this morning a client say to me, oh, look, I don't want to pay the PAYG instalment. And I'm like, mm, well, it's the first one 
of the quarter. So mm -hmm. maybe not. And the client, the accountant's just lodged, has lodged 2019 tax return. So I think if we change that, that's going to trigger an ATO inquiry probably mm. Mm. so it's not huge i said just let it go um but by all means run it past your accountant yes yeah i said that. i said you know here's the bars here are all the reports and this client was never using any form of computerized accounting yeah it was all and, and they're, they're they're turning over about um 10 mil yeah. so and the accountant was doing their bass off their bank statement yeah so and now they've got it all yep. they've got it all there and i guarantee you you'll it, we will get asked all these questions now because yep. we've exposed the data to them yeah and i think so. and you've just hit on another one so this is the other thing so you've got the the accountants and the bookkeeper trying to both offer the same or wanting to both offer the same service mm. then you've got the I don't know, it's like a little light comes in and shines into potentially, so for example, you walk into a new file and this is where you have to, I mean, this is where I advise bookkeepers to tread really carefully. When you come in and you do a job, when I scope a job, I will be able to look in that file and sometimes you uncover the fact that maybe an accountant hasn't been doing a very good job at all. Yeah. And then you've got this situation where, I don't know, sometimes, I mean, I, so for example, if you know, you've got to then look at that. So for example, if the accountant was the client's brother, <laughs> for mm. example, I might actually yeah. decide not to take on that client once I've scoped the job, because I think yeah. what's going to happen is you're going to have to come into the situation and you're going to have to shine a bit of a light in there, but you're not just shining the light onto the inaccuracy of the accounts. You're shining a yeah. light into a relationship between the client and their accountant yeah. that was a trusted relationship. Yes. And the yeah. client's now discovering that for me, maybe many years that the work hasn't been done yeah. correctly. Yeah. And that puts you in a position where I think what some bookkeepers do, or I used to do this, is you just go gung-ho in there. You expose everything to yeah. the client. It breaches their trust with the accountant. Mm. So they go to the accountant and say, this is what my book, this bookkeeper has found. And the accountant's like, well, who are you going to trust, me or them? You yeah. don't even know this person. And then the discrediting can yeah. happen no you see we don't you, you can't do that those yeah, no. yeah no 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 you really need to look you really need to try and work with the accountant even if the accountant is a friend of you know the business yep. owner yeah i i would say look can we you know can we catch up you know i'd like to go through some stuff with you yeah um can you explain to me a bit more about the business tell me how it operates tell mm -hmm. me you know um, you know, just just go through some of the finances with me, and then you can go through the balance sheet stuff and go. Okay, well, you know what's, and you can start cleaning it up together. So if you do it together, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. because a lot of the, and I think that's what we try and do is we we really do try and work with the accountants. Um, and look, we're not always successful no. uh, because a lot of the times we get this, you know. That's yeah. That's um, right. And but. Um, if that's the case and you've tried, you've tried, then yeah. you can go to the client. But I would never, ever expose an accountant. I, yeah. You know, it's be tr treat people how you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mm -hmm. want an accountant to, if I've had a bookkeeper work on a file and they've made a mess of it, you know what, that happens, you know, because I haven't had time to intercept and fix it. Yeah. Uh, or they've gone in. Then... And I've seen accountants. Mm. I've seen it. They've gone and they've copied the client and they've gone, this is wrong and this is wrong and bang, bang, bang. And yeah. it's like, wow, really? Like, it's, did you yeah. have to do that? Like, 
Mm. There could have been a better way to do it. Like just cut, just send the email to us yeah. and we could have dealt with it. And yeah. yeah. And if we make that same mistake again next month or next quarter, mm. I get it. Like, yeah. That's a great example. And I'm actually, yeah. yeah. And so I don't know, I mean, just to give, you know, our listeners an idea of how to handle things like this, because, mm. you know, obviously as, you know, seasoned pros, you kind of get to, you get used to how to handle certain conversations, yeah. but what would you say to somebody who hasn't figured out how to handle that yet? So let's say an accountant mm -hmm. sends a list, um, you know, they're, they're, I mean, perhaps they frame it in like quite a negative way where it looks mm. like that they're blaming a lot of things on the bookkeeper and the bookkeeper's like, wow, this is the first I've, been, you've not even spoken to me. Yeah. How would you personally respond as the bookkeeper in that situation? Me personally, okay, I would reply to the client directly first and I would go, hey, um, I've just gone through uh, all these issues that the accountant has identified. Yep. Um, I want to reassure you because nine out of ten times, they're mm. probably something we've inherited and we haven't had a chance to look at. I mean, I would dare, you know, I'd like to think that it's not bookkeepers making these silly mistakes but there are some but I mean for, for us we so we try and I guess calm the client down yep. and we also say to them we're going to work with the accountant to ensure that this is all fixed and also let me assure you if it's found that these are our errors there will be no further charges yep. from us um, and if you're if you're billing um, you could even offer a, a discount of some kind mm. so you're you're showing that you know, if it's something you've done wrong, um, but you go directly to the client, um, but you don't copy the accountant on it, yep. then your second response <laughs> is to everyone. Everybody, yeah. And you go, hey, you know, Mr. Accountant, thanks so much. I've also been in touch with client yep. and I've reassured, I've assured them that we will get to the bottom of this. So you're layering it again mm. with another, but you know, you've got to, I guess, redeem yourself directly with the client. I love it. Yeah. So, well, yeah. So yeah. what I'm hearing is don't like, I mean, cause obviously you, you're likely potentially to have an emotional response to that. Yes. The worst thing you can do is hit reply all the second that you read no, it. <laughs> no, 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 do not hit uh, because that'll just turn into a nasty email wall and the client will start thinking oh my god my accountant and bookkeeper, and bookkeeper are, are yeah arguing so, with each yeah. other so just and you know what the response you'll get back from the client is thank you so much i know yeah. i i'll trust you with this yeah. and that's it you've just got to reassure them and give them that peace of mind that you will work with the accountant to mm -hmm. get to the bottom of it and yeah. Yeah, and these things, and also tell them these things happen. Like, yeah. you know, as bookkeepers as well, don't forget we work across multiple industries, mm. multiple clients. Yeah, and you know, chances are that you'll come across something you've never come across before. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So you may have made a mistake because you've never come across um, with that treatment. But our role is to investigate and research. Yes. So it's not. And I remember from my NYB certification days. It wasn't about, most to think, oh, open book, that's easy. Like, why do people give us open book exams? Like, it's, um, and why is there so much ambiguity in tests? And I realised that they wanted to make us the best consultants we could be because mm. we needed to go research the stuff. Yeah. And that's, and I don't think we see enough of that today. 
Yeah. So back well, that's then, a good point because in yeah. real life you do get the information in a bit of an open book, but you've got to figure out how to research it, also how to pull the information together, how to interpret it, yeah. how to identify what assumptions that you've made that might yeah. not be correct. Yeah. Um, how to do it and test to, it. Yeah. And how to know if it works. Mm. Um, how to know if it balances all those things. And I, I think sometimes. You know, I think sometimes we can all get lazy and that go, and I goes across accountants and bookkeepers, um, you know, and it's just so easy to ask questions of each other on social media, you know, whereas rather than go out and yeah. research. Yeah. Or yeah, to take oh. straight. Yeah, that's right. It is easy to get the, um, you know, if you don't hit reply all to the accountant and the client, um, the next step might be to go, go into a Facebook group and have yeah. a vent about what a jerk this accountant is and yes. <laughs> have then have a hundred bookkeepers all respond to you telling you how you're right and the accountant's wrong. Can I just say stop that? And that's my so, advice to everyone. I agree. I stop agree. venting on social media because you know what? You're only venting to the to people who feel the same way. The people that, well, they're the people they're the only people who will respond because yeah. the other people will be a bit scared to but then you're gonna have yeah, yeah you're Go gonna have re it's just gonna i think for me i because back in the day when i used to take that response mm. i just remember it just reinforced the feelings and it stopped me from actually moving beyond that and yeah maturing as a business owner to the point where and because i was thinking oh, like in that same situation so i was actually th um, thinking of a specific um, it wasn't a condemning email, but, you know, an email coming through from the accountant to the client mm. listing things that, um, yeah, that they'd found were incorrect. And so I remember what I did was contact, I just gave the accountant a call. I wouldn't have done this back in the day. I just gave the yeah. accountant a call and just said, oh, thank you so much for giving me that feedback. Yeah. Like, I really appreciate that. And, you know, I just said, look, if you've got any other errors or any other ways that you prefer things done, like, please yeah. don't hesitate. I said, look, I'm going to give you permission to contact the bookkeeper directly. I'm happy yeah. for you to communicate with her. Um, any mistakes that she makes, like, we will never charge the client yeah. um, for that. So I'm just letting you know. If you find mistakes, please feel free. Just email her directly. And mm. so I'm subtly just saying, like, hey, Perfect. you don't need to loop the client yeah. in, but just give her feedback yeah. um you know look if you see anything that's recurring please come to me and let me know because maybe you know there's something that i need to um explain on our end yeah. but you know please feel free to like we love getting feedback because what we want is the best for, yeah for our mutual yeah. client and you know we're always open to you know learning mm. how you want things done if you have preferences and things like that um, and then from there, you know, put the accountant in touch with the bookkeeper. Mm. They kind of sorted things out. And it was really great, actually, because the bookkeeper was able to say, look, some of the things you're asking for, I'm actually not willing to do that. The mm. accountant, it's like an MIB file. And the accountant yeah. wants some very specific things done, which for us, it's like way out of scope on what the client's time-wise of what the client's paying for. Yes. So we just explained to the client, look, this is the way the software works these days. There's a couple of things that are going to be a bit different for you. And we sort of worked it out mm. just through having that conversation with the bookkeeper and the accountant and the yeah that's interesting because mm. what you did was you did the reverse but you still only yes. contacted one party one party that's yeah. right and sometimes sometimes that works too so sometimes it does just take a bit different or a female. yeah depending yeah you know, yeah that's right and what your relationship is like with the accountant because mm -hmm. sometimes yeah. accountants have bad days too so <laughs> well 
yeah, that's right. And sometimes they might, you don't know how many bad experiences they've had with bookkeepers and, you know, like that's the approach I've taken. I remember this specific accountant from the start. Like I remember when I first engaged the client, I knew that it was a long-term relationship, but the client's in a bit of a place where even though it's a family friend, they would actually like to potentially move accountants if, if they they can get better Mm. results for their business and um, that kind of thing and so I've just sort of had that in mind but just really respected the relationship assuming that this is going to continue on as a long-term relationship and to speak to um, get on the phone and I remember the first call it was really awkward so I got on the phone and I always just call and introduce myself I say hey this is what we do this is what the clients engaged us to do give them a chance to share a little bit about themselves and it was was sort of a little bit like as I was you know telling them certain things just sort of like this like silence (laughs) on the other end of the phone and I was like oh my gosh but so over time you know, it's warmed up. And now when we Mm. get on the phone to each other, you know, there's more of a warm friendliness there, less suspicion. Sometimes it just takes a bit of time to kind of nurture out those, you know, because you don't know if if you've had an accountant who's had bookkeepers come along and rip the rug out from under, you know, them in terms of, you know, telling the client, you know, to leave and things like that or to go with them for a specific service, say a bath service. Mm -hmm. You know, just, I think for me, it's, I think the word that comes to my mind is actually, it's not even respect. It's like honor, like honoring Mm. that existing relationship. Yeah. Like even if you don't like every dynamic of it. Mm. And so with this particular client, this is our, like, you know, we're wanting to actually move the client. Um, across onto zero but the accountant wants to stay on myb and even what we've been doing as well is helping that you know even helping the client to be able to you know um yeah just you know have that conversation with the accountant conversation with the accountant but even just that just managing how can we manage this software change Mm. that's going to be the best outcome for everyone and it's not going to end up in a conflict yes and you know but that's what we're doing a lot more of these days yes as bookkeepers as well. And that's well. your soft skills that you're talking that, about, isn't that, it? That's, that's your right. Empathy, that's your yeah, yeah. Communication. Um, I had something I wanted to say, but it's escaped me now. <laughs> that's all right. I'm sure it might come back. Um, and so, yeah. well, I guess what we can finish up on is because you mentioned a quadrant. You mentioned that you've, you've mm. got um, you've got an article, um, which is a quadrant, and yeah. it's yeah. talking about four different overlapping well, relationships. Do you want to say yeah. a little bit more about well, that? What I was, yeah, so I saw something the other day. Um, it was probably in the medical space where it's got, you know, where the patient fits and where the GP fits, where the specialist fits and, you know, um, the nurse or whatever. And I kind of went, wow, that, that's relatable to our industry. Yes, absolutely. So I st- I've started, um, so I'm just going to list it. So what it is, it's like, this is the best way when I'm sitting down with a client because a lot of the times... People don't, the term bookkeeper is still associated with the old school of what a bookkeeper did. Mm-hmm. So we need to, and it's like what I said, but we need to pause and reset our minds and how we are communicating what we do to the outside world. There's so much noise going on with accountants and bookkeepers, you know, where if you're on social, there's a lot of noise about it. So I'm kind of going, okay, let's not focus on, you know, the names. Let's focus Mm. on what we all do. What are the outputs that we all bring to the business owner? And where are the crossovers? 
So if we can have, you know, if I have this quadrant, then we can, I can share that with SMEs and go, right, this is what we do and this is what I suspect your accountant will do. Yeah. Now, there's also the CFO and advisor, yes. okay? You might need that. You might need that for a, a couple of months. You might have some strategy, some planning you want done and your accountant isn't skilled in that space, doesn't have a resource in-house. Your accountant might not have a resource of bookkeeping in-house. So these, this is what we do in the bookkeeping space for you. But yes, there is a crossover because your accountant can do BAS lodgements as well. Your accountant can do, but it's also, I guess, identify. So accountants can do lots of things because if they have a, a department for that, um, but I think I need to list that in there as well. Mm -hmm. So it comes down to... This is what we do and this is what we do really well. Yeah. Um, can accountants do a lot of cloud integration and consulting and that kind of stuff? Mm -hmm. So I think the accountant will be broken down into probably two sections, which is those that have a bookkeeping division and those that don't. Yeah. Okay. So if they have a bookkeeping division, then yeah, they can they can do all that. So but some clients also want to have a segregation of duties, don't want to deal don't want their bookkeeping and i've got clients like that they've they've categorically stated that they want to keep their bookkeeping separate to the accounting firm because they feel we keep each other honest yes and yes. i get that and then you've got the other types who go well no i actually would like to keep it all under one roof and i respect or honor that to use your <laughs> word yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just understanding and also where the cfo advisor fits in as well so you know some CFOs can be doing some high-level bookkeeping as well. So, again, is, do they need that? So, this is where... So, it's understanding where we all fit in so the SME can kind of pick and choose what they want. And it's, mm. a, it's a... But the SME also needs to understand what their role is as well. Oh, so, it's it. not just about this is our role. SMEs need to know, right, as a business owner, you would be responsible for your own invoicing because yep. as bookkeepers, you know what, from what we get paid, we don't want to be sitting there doing our invoicing. You are responsible for all client-facing and I encourage that to every single mm. client that they need to be responsible for that. If yep. they want a bookkeeper to chase their debtors, that's fine. We can do that. So it keeps an arm's length of those you know, um, uncomfortable conversations. Um, but anything that's client-facing, is the bookkeeper, is the business owner, or if they have an admin person, VA, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's really important yeah. that they know what their role is because too many of our clients start using our services and not realising that we can only do what we can do if they provide us with the necessary information in the format we've requested it in. Yeah. And if they don't do that, then chances are that their BAS won't get lodged on time. Um, there'll be anomalies in their accounts. We'll all get frustrated and we'll, we'll go our separate ways. Mm. So I think that's, yeah, so that's kind of what I'm, I'm working on because I, I, I'm getting a little bit, um, I don't know what's the right word. I, I, I'm trying to channel my frustration into <laughs> something good. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to do because... Yeah. I don't want to be the bookkeeper who's always, you know, talking about accountants because I love a good accountant. Yeah. So, uh, and 
and you know businesses can live without a bookkeeper but they can't live without an accountant so and we need to we need to wake up and, and, and realize that as well that yeah um you know but some clients also can't live without a good bookkeeper that's right but can have an average accountant yeah that's right <laughs> so exactly. and it depends it's on the business i love that i love that and the fact that you've got this like to have this quadrant where you can just you know sit down it's it's the quadrant's going to look different for every client yes totally and so you can totally tailor it to each any any client yeah, and could you imagine if you have the conversation with the accountant before you go out and see the client go hey can i just check in and just want to see what kind of services you offer mm -hmm. and if you can have that quadrant listed and go hey yeah your accountant doesn't provide payroll services yep. your accountant does do bookkeeping but doesn't have a dedicated person mm. um this is why we are the perfect fit for you yeah so, oh, i love it and you know if they don't if they don't have a virtual cfo for example you could put you could actually put the va in there the virtual yes. assistant in there yes. or you could put if they have an in-house staff member they could be the fourth quadrant and I'm That's also right. thinking, I mean, you can use this as a diagnostic tool. You can have yeah. a look and see there's a quadrant that doesn't have a person in it taking yes. care of that thing that you need. That's and right. you could recommend to them, hey, why don't yeah. you think about getting a virtual CFO or a VA or whatever that missing role is? Correct. In yeah. yeah. So if, you want, if, you, if you've sat with the business owner, because I always ask my, my potential new clients, what are your plans? What are your plans for the next two years, five years? And if their plans are to, to grow and open up, say, more branches or, or, or franchise or, or do whatever, mm. and I know they're going to need a CFO of some kind or they're going to need a growth specialist or yes. a franchise specialist. Or, so ask mm. the questions that will fill up your quadrant, that you have done your due so, diligence. Yeah. And, and that, as a bookkeeper, is where you show your value before you've even started working on a set of accounts. Yes. Oh, I absolutely love this. Yeah. I, I'm just thinking, yeah, there's just, yeah, there's a lot that you the can do. The world is our oyster. Oh, the my God, yeah. The can do so much more. And, 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 and just know that, you know, you don't have to be limited to, to bookkeeping only. Yeah. So go out there and, and upskill and yeah. just be prepared, you know, be open to learn new things. God knows I am. Next year's yeah. going to be um, interesting for me. Yeah, what's happening? <laughs> oh, I can't say too much. No, but okay, yeah, cool. but yeah, but no, it'll be interesting because I you have to come back for another scoop. Venture out of my comfort zone a little bit, but yes. it, we have to. Yes, we have to. If we don't venture it. outside of our comfort zone, um, we're not going to evolve. Oh, and, and what you just said yeah. before as well with the quadrant, you've taken your frustration and you've channeled yes. it into something positive <laughs> that provides a solution. I love that. I just yeah. Yeah, that's something okay. that I, I learned. I think more of us need to. Yes, I got good advice from someone. I got really good advice from someone. He yep. said to me, I'm hearing a lot of frustration. <laughs> <laughs> I went, Yeah, and? <laughs> um, and I went, Oh, okay, yeah, righto. And I, I posted this on LinkedIn last week. And I went, yep. Okay, yeah, all right, I get it. Yes, you're right, I am. And yeah, he said, Just and so now it's like everything, everything that frustrates me, mm -hmm. I'm just going to turn it around and, and see if I can come up with a solution rather than complain. 
Oh, in the process, I sure. And I love a good quadrant as well. Like <laughs> there's so many different things that you can put into a quadrant that can help yeah. you with decision making or explaining things. Yeah. It's really cool. We might collaborate on it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I'm sure your audience love will love it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I'm hoping that, um, yeah. So, but I mean, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll put the link to your quadrant mm. in, in the podcast if, okay. if it's completed by the time yeah. this goes live. Um, and if not, you know, we, we can share it. Share. We can yeah. share it in the, in the Sounds future. Good. I'm really looking forward to seeing Sounds it. Sounds wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's just like, honestly, you are a breath of fresh air in this discussion. <laughs> and, I, you know, I just... Yeah. We're on the same page, which makes it, I guess, easier. But we're at different chapters. But different we're chapters. Always, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And I love what you're doing. And I think it's, it's great that, um, like, yeah, you've evolved from, gone from practice yep. to bookkeeping. Yep to coaching and yeah so it's just yeah if if I was starting out um I guess you'd be someone I'd want to work with yes definitely Mm. yeah so um no I think it's great and you know I guess what I'm hoping that will come from this is you know for this to catch on you know Mm -hmm. whichever level bookkeepers are at you know um to be able to like I'm really hoping that this will become you know, like if we can um, fast track their mind, like the a, way they're thinking. That's right. Like, to, yeah. to, I mean, because for me, obviously, the business owners are one thing to really focus on and say, "Hey, like, I want the best for business owners." Which mm. for me, that's that is what mm. it is. But if you peel back from that, for me, like, I look at the bookkeeping community, and I'm just like, like, I love our community. Mm of bookkeepers and I just yeah. like I want to see good outcomes for bookkeepers um, whatever that looks like and so for me I'm just like yes like I hope when you know for, for, for those of you listening to this that you really take this on board and look for ways that you can you know channel your frustrations into something you know <laughs> something that actually offers a solution and you know helps to you know unite us as a bookkeeping community helps to you know um, I guess um, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for to actually like bring down that kind of wall of hostility that mm. happens between bookkeepers and accountants and to, you know, keep client focused, you know, no matter what yeah, happens. But the hostility has also not, it's accountants aren't to blame. The hostility no. has come from the SME market. They've created it. Ooh. Let's, let's remember <laughs> this. The SM, because you know, you said it oh too. Account, I know, I know, I've just I'll unraveled another layer. Another episode. <laughs> yep. But yeah, the SME market needs to be educated on where yes, the accountant fits and where the bookkeeper fits. So accountants yep. aren't to blame. Accountants are running a business, they need to earn money. Yeah. And you know what? If we could do tax returns, we would be in there. We probably would be trying we to. We probably well. would be doing the same thing. It just so happens that they can do bookkeeping as well as tax. So yes. let's not well, that's right. And I think, uh, yeah. And as soon as you said that, I thought, and I think that's where some of the, 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 the hostility comes from in that maybe as, you know, maybe as bookkeepers, we feel vulnerable in that position, knowing yeah. that, that we're like, we're actually not to say an accountant's better than a bookkeeper, but there is kind of like a, there is a hierarchy in that sense in that They're the accountant yeah. can do like legally they can do everything that we can do, but legally we cannot do what they can do. And so it, it, it can feel vulnerable to be in that position. Great. 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 It's, yeah, it's just so nice to, to, to hear your views and, you know, to, to really, you know, take your perspective on this. And yeah, I, I mean, personally, I feel very encouraged by it. And so I just want to say thank you for coming on today to speak to our audience and to me and 
Yes. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. So I'm sorry for rambling on. (laughs) No, I guess it's more like a conversation with us. So hopefully um, people can feel like they've been part of this whole group discussion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you. And to those of you listening, thank you so much for joining me again. I hope you have a great weekend and I will speak to you next week on Friday at the same time. And if you loved this episode, please jump on to the podcast app and leave me a review, pop some stars on there and send a little message through. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to The Bookkeeper's Voice. We'll be back next week, so subscribe to future episode notifications. Do you want to be more efficient? Get instant access to our free template of the month. Visit thesavvybookkeeper.com.au slash freebie. Would you love to connect with other Savvy Bookkeepers to get support and ideas? Join the Savvy Bookkeeper Facebook group. Do you need help with pricing, marketing, web design or business planning? Visit thesavvybookkeeper.com.au to see our services. Until next time, stay savvy.